Hello, friends. You are listening to the last episode of season two of the Depth and Candor podcast, and I am your host, Kiwate Gitana. If you're just tuning in for the first time, welcome to the show. This podcast is all about sharing inspiring stories that help us live vibrant lives from the inside out. And for this very last episode, we're doing something very different. Usually, I have a guest on the show and I interview them about their life, their story, the thing that they do really well. But on today's episode, I'm going to share some stories of my own. And since this is the last episode of the season, I thought that it would be really appropriate to reflect on some of the things that I've learned as somebody who's tried to put together a creative vision, right? This podcast has been my creative vision. And, you know, when I first decided to create this podcast, I spent a lot of time thinking about what value I wanted to add to the world. What did I want to stand for? And the more I explored that, I realized that A, what I really wanted for myself was to learn how to live a super fun, super fulfilling life and to help others do the same. And B, the only word that I could use to capture that, that, that fulfillment, that fun, was I wanted to live a vibrant life. So vibrant was the word. And in trying to build a quote unquote brand that is vibrant and that reflects this vision that I have for my own life and for everything that I create, I spent a lot of time focusing on positive things. So my Instagram would be flooded by positive quotes, fun videos, good things, laughter, happiness, work. Um, And I thought all of that was super uplifting. But after some time, I realized that it's really skewed to show people only the positive things, right? And it's not that I just realized it after some time. It's more that I would get comments like, you always seem so happy. And how do you always stay so positive? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Uh, I'm showing you the positive because that's what I would want to see if I was following someone that's talking about living a vibrant life. But the truth is, in order to live a vibrant life for me, I've had to dig deep into into myself, right? I needed to learn to understand myself, what my triggers were, what truly makes me happy, what triggers me and makes me unhappy, what stresses me out, what scares me. And it's interesting because when you create something, when you commit to... Um, investing in a creative endeavor and people who start businesses say this all the time it's almost like a personal development journey more than anything and over the past six seven months so I created depth and candor the podcast in January since then I have learned so much both about myself and about what it takes to create something meaningful which to me creating something meaningful is kind of the path to living a more meaningful and more fulfilling life so on today's podcast i am sharing the three things the three toughest lessons that I've learned since I created the podcast in January. And I think this will resonate with you if you're trying to grow 
into a vision that's bigger than you currently are right now, which is exactly what I'm doing. I'm trying to create a life, a podcast that is bigger than who I am and than what it is right now. So without further ado, here is lesson number one. The ability to focus and to do deep work is extremely underrated, but it's also the most valuable skill in today's economy. And this is not a novel thought or something that I came up with. There's actually a book called Deep Work by Cal Newport. And he talks about how in the internet age, everybody is all over the place. We're all just responding to the text message, the email, the social media post, the comment, whatever. We're all just responding to things that come at us through all of our devices. And I am the poster child for this. When I'm doing work and it starts getting tough or complicated and I don't know how to solve it, I understand intellectually that like the way you solve these things is to sit with them and think through them. But because... I know that I can escape it because I know that I could just turn my phone on and scroll through Instagram or um, check for a new email or respond to that thing that doesn't really matter but makes you feel like it matters. That has been one of the biggest struggles for me. And I didn't realize it was a struggle until I read this book and realized what what, what I was doing. So the ability to be present in your work and to just commit to what you're doing in the current moment. That has been the the lesson that I've been trying to learn and relearn over and over and over again. And one of the biggest things that's helped me do better on this front is turning my phone off when I'm doing work. And if I'm at work, like at my nine to five, I've learned to Uh, turn off my email notifications and just check it every hour, every couple of hours, right? And at work, it's different because sometimes you you do need to be on your email in order to respond to your boss quickly or whatever. But I've just realized that like, I am just a walking like attention deficit human being because, and it's all self-imposed and it's because I live at the whim of whatever my devices are asking me to do or telling me to do. So lesson number one, focus is extremely underrated and the ability to do deep work is currently underrated, but the people that manage to do it, those are the true winners in our economy, in our society, and moving forward, that'll be even more and more rare. Which brings me to my second point. The reward for committing to your work and being focused and being present when you do it is confidence. Feeling confident about what you're working on or what you're doing or who you are in the world, that feeling comes and goes. It does not stick with you forever. But I need to build super solid pillars of self-love, self-respect, before asking other people to love and respect the work that I do. Now, don't get me wrong. I generally feel positively about life and I am pretty good about seeing things in a relatively like, you know, s- solid and realistic perspective. 
but I'm weirdly unnecessarily hard on myself when it comes to my work. Like I expect perfection and I feel really bad when I'm not already an expert in something, which is crazy talk because we are all beginners at something at some point in our lives. And please understand that I say this not because you can't make money or build a business or a nonprofit without having love and respect for yourself and your work and whatever. Lots of people actually do that. But if we're talking about vibrant living, like figuring out how to radiate joy, it requires that you understand who you are and then use that to connect with other people because all of our work eventually connects with other people. And I think that gives you a much more fulfilling and deeper sense of happiness in your work than, uh, than I previously really understood. So this was the piece that I was struggling with most recently. And it's not easy to maintain a positive f- frame of mind and a clear frame of mind when you're not happy with the work that you're producing, which is sometimes how I feel about this podcast, because I, I interview people and then I edit it and I promote it and I'm not an editor you know I'm not a marketing expert so I'm learning all of these things as I go and sometimes I'm like man I hear that one mistake and that bothers me but the truth is that's absolutely normal and that's how you grow in fact Ira Glass who um, is the host and the producer on This American Life uh, which is another like radio show he says this he has this quote which i love 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 he says nobody tells this to people who are beginners i wish someone told me all of us who do creative work we get into it because we have good taste but there is this gap for the first couple of years that you make stuff it's just not that good it's trying to be good it has potential but it's not But your taste, the thing that got you into the game, is still killer. And your taste is why your work disappoints you. A lot of people never get past this phase. They quit. Most people I know who do interesting creative work went through years of this. We know our work doesn't have this special thing that we want it to have. We all go through this. And if you're just starting out or you're still in this phase, you gotta know that it's normal. And the most important thing you can do is do a lot of work. Put yourself on a deadline so that every week you finish one piece. It's only by going through a volume of work that you will close that gap. And your work will be as good as your ambitions. And I took longer to figure out how to do this than anyone I've ever met. It's gonna take a while. It's normal to take a while. You just gotta fight your way through. I always come back to that quote when I feel defeated, where I feel like, man, I did my best, but uh, it just wasn't what I wanted it to be. So I'm realizing that while it's wonderful to be ambitious and to have these high standards for yourself, I also need to learn how to be compassionate. Which brings me to my third and final point. Truly, truly vibrant people are kind and compassionate to themselves and to other people. 
So as I say this, two depth and candor guests come to mind. The first is Semi, who started Tip Tip House of Tea, and the second is Germay, who started Rising Leaders. And if you listen to both of their episodes, you can tell that not only are they super passionate about their customers and their clients and the value that they're adding, but they try to be as kind to themselves as they are to their customers and their clients. And I remember, for example, with Gurmaya, we were talking about how sometimes when I'm chilling and not doing work, I feel guilty. And I remember him saying, oh, no, 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 I don't feel guilty. Like when I come home after a long day, I know that my brain needs to rest before I try to do anything else. So, of course, I'm going to watch The Office and I'm going to have fun. Like I'm not I'm not going to beat myself up about it. And similarly, Semi says a similar thing where she's like she had she was diagnosed with epilepsy in her 20s. So she goes out of her way to get the right amount of rest, the right amount of nutrients, the right amount of water in her body so that she can function optimally. She is kind to herself because she knows she has to be that to herself in order to deliver that value to her customers and her clients. So I'm learning that I can't be a light in the world if I am feeling dim inside. And that's not to say that sometimes you just won't feel great. That's normal. That's a part of life. But if you find yourself in these like chunks of space and time where you don't feel wonderful, uh, a really easy way to get rid of that dim feeling is to be kind and compassionate towards yourself, which is something that I'm practicing every day. And I'm doing that by journaling. So just taking time every morning, five, 10 minutes to write down what's on my mind and just say what I'm grateful for and remind myself that like, yo, you rock with you first, right? Like you like you first, you like what you're creating first. Don't worry about the outcome. Focus on just being being kind to yourself and doing work that you believe is valuable, whether it's high caliber or not. So that is it for season two. Those are my three lessons. I know there was a pretty big gap between the last episode and this one, which if you just listen to this episode, you will understand why that's the case. But I have some epic, epic episodes lined up and recorded and ready to go for season three. And in an effort to create a life that I truly want to live, which involves resting and giving myself to prepare and enjoy the journey and have fun, season three will be back the first week of September. And if you enjoyed this episode, do me a huge, huge favor and rate it on iTunes and share it with a friend. Rating and sharing with a friend essentially does the same thing. It connects me and the podcast to people who would enjoy it and people who would find it valuable. And If you want to keep up with me until the first week of September, I will be on Instagram, as I always am. Um, I am at H-I-W-O-T-E dot G on Instagram. And as always, feel free to shoot me an email uh, at H-I-W-O-T-E at depthandcandor.com. And if you have friends that you want to share all of these podcast episodes with, you can send them to the website and tell them to subscribe to our email list. All right. That is it for me. Talk to you next month. Bye. Bye.